0: Now let's shift our focus right over to the airlines. Joining us with his outlook on the group, Connor Cunningham, director at Melius Research. Thanks so much for being with us. So what's going on here on the group? There was this big reopening. Everybody had all this pent up demand. They were running to the airlines only to find that nearly 25% of them were delayed or canceled. A lot of frustration. What's going on here?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Nicole. Um, Yeah, so the weekend went okay. Uh, yeah, we, we did comp over 2019 levels. There was a ton of pent-up demand, as you, as you mentioned. Um, there were delays, uh, but there weren't as many cancellations, so that's a good first step. Um, you know, this summer was a real challenge for the airlines in general. There was a lot of people out and traveling. Uh, hiring was, was a big issue. A lot of, a lot of uh, infrastructure constraints overall for the group. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot that they were dealing with. And now we're moving past the seasonal, uh, we're moving into a seasonally slower period where there's a lot more corporate travel and just, you know, our kids, kids are going back to school and the leisure boom should be over with in, in the immediate near term. So, um, you know, hopeful, we're hopeful that the operations can kind of get in order from here and we can kind of move past uh, uh, the, the, the issues that we saw during the uh, all of COVID and, 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 the, and the reopen uh, trade as well. So, um, you know, the, the airlines that we like specifically uh, in this environment are the ones that have proven that they can, you know, uh, that are gonna be smaller for longer. So the delta, Delta's uh, Southwest um, and Alaska's of the world are the ones that we prefer. Um, just because they're going to be focused more on the operation, their cost structure should be more in line or less of an issue than some of the other folks that are out there. Um, and you know, again, like I think when you think of Delta, they're they're going to benefit from international rebound, uh, continuing to be really quite strong. And just corporate travel in general starting to pick up again as people return to the office. So you know, we are in the in immediate near term a little bit more neutral, uh, but there are some bright spots, uh, bright spots out there.
0: Yeah, and we know that uh, Spirit is now. Going to be merging with JetBlue, right? That deal with Frontier fell apart. I wonder if there'll be some more um, collaboration or mergers and acquisition in the group. Do you anticipate anything more? And are you good with that Spirit JetBlue deal going through? Uh, well,
1: that, they got a tough regulatory path ahead of them. Um, you know, I think that JetBlue really needs to get through the. Get, uh, they're currently under investigation with American Airlines of the Northeast Alliance of basically an alliance in the Northeast and Boston and New York. Um, that is under DOJ scrutiny right now. Um, you know, so they have to do that before they can start really uh, approaching the, the Spirit side of the the, the regulatory hurdles there. Um, you know, there's it's a tough it's a tough sledding for them. You know, it's going to be real hard. Uh, the administration really doesn't want a lot of uh, airline mergers, but again, this one if they can kind of prove that it's about you know you know keeping fares low on, in, in growth and maybe they can get through uh, but again it's it's tough sledding ahead there's a, that's a long process they're gonna have to go through uh we don't have a great insight into that in the immediate near term but we'll see um from the from m a in general you know the big m a is done um there there is opportunities a lot on the smaller side in the ultra low cost space um so we'll see i mean at frontier uh, it's going to want to grow themselves over the next couple of years. Allegiant wants to grow themselves as well. They're a smaller carrier. Um, there's a couple other smaller carriers that are out there that could, over time, merge. Um, but we're done with the, uh, you know, the the, the United Continental type merger, the North North Northwest and uh, Delta type merger. Those those are long gone. Uh, there, there's no real appetite from the from the DOJ for the large carriers to get a lot larger through acquisition uh, from here. So, um, but that doesn't mean. Uh, a couple of years from now, we'll see how things tr- uh, 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 pan out. Uh, you know, we're still getting through the COVID uh, COVID situation as well.
0: Yeah, and you said sentiment is bearish, and everyone knows it. But the names you do like, you mentioned uh, Delta, Southwest, and Alaska, are those um, neutral or buy ratings, or are you saying those, those are probably good long term plays?
1: Yeah, those are the ones that we like in the current construct of a neutral rating on the group. Um, We have buys on those three airlines, yes. Um, They should fare better. Uh, They have a better balance sheet, uh, just a better cost story um, overall relative to some of the other airlines out there. So, yeah, we do do tend to like them a little bit better than others.
0: Well, I would like to complain about uh, traveling as a traveler high prices, getting there two hours early, three hours early, you know, you don't get anything on the plane, even on Spirit, you have to bring like the smallest bag ever or else it's $90. I mean, there's so many little caveats, but I do empathize with these companies trying to be, to run with lots of demand, but lots of costs, right? Of course, energy has come down some, but still energy very high, you have labor costs, and a lack of labor, right? A lot of people calling out just not enough workers on the tarmac into the pilot booth.
1: Yeah, I think part of the issue is that everyone thought they would be a lot larger now uh, than they are. And so that's like, they're, they're continually waiting to be bigger and that's that's the real problem. So you're overstaffed and there's all these staffing bubbles that they're dealing with. So a lot of pilots are moving throughout different airlines. This is the best time to and probably ever to be a pilot. Um, you know, they have open labor contracts. There's just a lot going on in the immediate near term right. that makes it a real challenge to manage. Um, but, you know, again, like the airlines that are dealing that the best, I think Southwest is already accruing for a lot of these labor contracts. Um, they've already slowed their growth. Um, and if you're willing to say that we're going to be a little bit smaller in the immediate near term, you're going to maintain some pricing power. And that's really what I think investors want to hear about in the near term. Um, the, the second that you kind of like make that mental shift. A lot of internal managers start to go back to the to the drawing board of how we're going to keep a lid on costs. And if that happens and demand remains relatively stable to, okay, we don't go into some sort of broad recession, um, then the airlines are should, in theory, do a lot better than they what they are right now. So um, there is, again, bright spots. It's just there's a lot going on and a lot of, uh, of headwinds towards the group that they got to deal with. Um, and once those are done, done, you know, clear skies ahead. We'll see, but uh, you know, it, we we do have some optimism. It's just there's they got they got some stuff they got to handle in the medium
0: Yeah, and just quickly, I mean, during the financial crisis, that we, that, you know, there's so much worry, and then you had COVID, and a lot of debt started to accrue, and we look at cruise lines, and airlines, and hotels, and hospitality, and leisure overall. Um, there was a lot of debt that was taken on at the same time. The US can't function without all these airlines, right? I mean, so right. they seem to be, I don't know if I want to say too big to fail, but too important, right?
1: Yeah, they, I They're mean, so- very important towards the global commerce in general. They can, they, yeah, they connect people. Um, so, you know, that's, it's, I, I would, wouldn't go so far as to say too big to fail, but, you know, they, they do, we do need to have a thriving airline industry for the economy to kind of bubble along. So, right. um, you know, there was, there obviously there was some aid during the depths of the pandemic. Um, the airlines are all, you know, looking to pay that back and and, and are obviously very thankful to, to the government for it. Uh, it. But really at the end of the day, it went to just maintaining their employees. There was a lot of retirements, which is why there's a lot of training bubble necks that are
0: happening yeah. right now.
1: Um, And so that's the real problem that we're going to deal with. But, yeah, there's a lot of debt on the balance sheet. Um, Southwest was the only one that maintained its investment grade balance sheet uh, through the pandemic. They have a lot of cash on hand and can put that to work um, when things start to normalize. So I think that, you know, they're going to look at the right size in the balance sheet before they do anything else. There's a lot. There's some talk uh, these days about. Um, you know, a lot of the rules roll off for, for returning capital shareholders. Dividends can be started up again at the end of September. Buybacks can happen then too. I don't think anyone's going to be doing that very quickly. Southwest will probably start with a small dividend, but they're not going to be buying back shares. The focus is going to be on making sure that they're staffed properly, uh, improving the balance sheet, and then eventually, when things start to normalize, um, we'll have a, we'll start to talk about shareholder returns again.
0: Connor Cunningham, thank you so much. Fabulous research. Thanks, Connor. Great to chat with you. Appreciate it.